bless you. I'm so happy that Christianity is not just a religion, but it's a way of life, and the one we follow is still alive. You know, there have been many resurrections, but this type of resurrection has never happened before. Lazarus rose up. There are people in the New and Old Testament that were raised, but they died again. But this type of resurrection, it overcomes death, and death has no power over it. Amen. It just should let us trust whatever Jesus says. This proof that whatever he said, you should believe it with all your heart. He said, I will die, and I will rise up again. After his death, it wasn't even his disciples who remembered he said it. It was his enemies that said that this man, we heard him, that he said he would die. And in three days, he will rise up again. Let's find a way of keeping him. And last Friday, I ended where they tried to put him securely in the tomb. That's why the enemy, he would try to securely put you wherever you are so that you don't come out. Put all laws, put everything in order so that Jesus wouldn't come out. And I read in Matthew that when Jesus died and his resurrection, there was two earthquakes. When he died, there was an earthquake. And when he resurrected, there was an earthquake. Then behold, the veil of the temple was torn into two from top to bottom. Now, it's not a priest that will go there. It's not a pastor you can depend on. Now, everybody has direct access to God through the death of Jesus Christ. If any pastor is going to do something, he's going to help you. But you, at any place, can enter there and speak to your father, who is also the father of Jesus Christ. The Bible then says that, behold, there was an earthquake. And when the centurion and those with him, who were guiding Jesus, those who were beating and guiding him, saw the earthquake and the things that had happened, they feared greatly, saying, truly, this was the son of God. The main reason why they killed him, the people said, look, he didn't say it. We are witnesses that this was the son of God. In his death, the Bible says that when the place shook, rocks moved. Any rock that is lying on your breakthrough will have to give way. And the scripture says that the same those who were dead rose up and the grave were open because Jesus cannot die for the grave to have power over the saint. For us, death has no power over us. Even if a Christian die, the grave cannot hold him. It's just a transition. Look at what happened. And the graves were open, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. His death paid the penalty of death. So there's no reason why anybody could keep those people there. 
Look at what happened. That's the first earthquake, and look at what happened. They went into the holy city and appeared to many. After the resurrection, that's where they went. They rose up, waited. The master rose up, they followed, and went to town. The second resurrection, which is the main one, which no believer should doubt, it takes away every doubt. Now, after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, a great earthquake. Today, God is going to shake. There is going to be an earthquake in your situation, breaking and removing anything that hinders you. That is what the resurrection is for. That's why I sang Yeshua Dinkunim. Hallelujah. Jesus has won the battle. For an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. I believe that the stone was not rolled because Jesus cannot come out. It was rolled so that men can see inside that the man have resurrected. Stone cannot keep him. He was able to enter into a room that is locked. Is it a tomb that he cannot come out from? But if he had come out without the tomb being open, without even the disciples going inside to check, they themselves would have doubted because they were doubting. In fact, all of them doubted. They didn't believe because they saw with their eyes that the man was killed. How can he then come out? Even if he came, they would say, oh, no, no, no. But they have to check the physical body whether it is there or not. They will say it is Jesus' ghost. People will say his bones are still in the tomb. So for evidence, he has to roll away the stone because nobody has the authority to roll it apart from God. It has been sealed. It was heavy. They put soldiers there or God to make sure that Jesus, even if he resurrects, they will kill him there. Some of us, that's how our situation are. They, the devil has planned so much that he, he's attacked you so much, he's kept demons at the door that even when your business is coming out, even if it's coming out, they will still kill it. <laughs> but let me tell you, when God is at work, Nothing can stop it. The angels came. When they came and they stood there, something happened. And behold, there was a great earthquake for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. The problem became a seat. Your problem is a seat for the angel. What is keeping you, somebody's come to remove it and you'll sit on it and look at it. His countenance was like lightning, his clothing as white as snow, and the God shook for fear of him and became like dead men. One angel not coming to fight just coming to open a door. 
Look at what is happening to them. They shook and they fainted with fear. So your situation, those keeping your situation or fighting you will become like dead men. <laughs> Don't be afraid of them. What dead men can't do anything. Dead men can't stop you. Dead men can't destroy you. So this is what your enemies are going to be. They who are seeing to it that you don't progress in life. The resurrection mean that they are going to be like dead men. But the angel answered and said to the women, do not be afraid. The angel that announced this resurrection of Jesus to the women gave them three messages. Number one, don't be what? So the resurrection is telling you you have no reason to fear at any point. No matter what you face, cast your mind on the resurrection. Faith will replace fear. Because he lives, you know you can face tomorrow. Because he lives, you know that situation cannot destroy you. You know he lives. You know there is an answer that is coming to you. You know he lives because your prayers will be answered. Do not be afraid. For I know that you seek Jesus who was what? Who was what? I know what you are looking for. Look, God knows. Sometimes we think God does not care about our situation. He said, I know what you are looking for. Don't be afraid. I am going to give you an answer to what you are looking for. And this is the answer. The next is that, oh, I love this one. Say, come and see. He said, check the evidence. Check the evidence of the resurrection. That there is an evidence he is no longer there. Come and see. It's not only that I will tell you he is alive, but you come and see for yourself. Believers, we need the Holy Spirit to open our heart to see and to understand the Christ that we believe in. Nobody should see it for you. You should see it for yourself. And when you see it for yourself, you can preach it for yourself. That is what is called witnessing. Come and see, because I am going to make you a witness. Come and see the place where the Lord lay. The tomb had been moved. He is not where? He is not here. For he is what? Risen. As he said to you, and the Pharisees heard it. I don't even think the Sadducees believe it because they don't believe in the resurrection. The priests, many people heard this man saying this. Exactly what he said has happened. But I want you to come and see it for yourself. So that it doesn't look like a story I'm giving you. So they went there and they looked at it. And when they saw it, 
they ran and they met Jesus. And Jesus asked them to go and tell them, uh, Peter, uh, they went and told Peter that, look, something has happened. The man have resurrected. The one they said they killed. And Peter and John started running, but John was faster than Peter. <laughs> John got there first <laughs> and stood inside and looked at Peter. <laughs> he ran, 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 and came, and they all saw it. So it's not even one person that saw it. And they saw it wrap. The person have just left. He just moved himself from inside the, the place. The deaf clothes could not hold him. And so they ran together, and the other disciple around Peter and came to the tomb first. The God we serve, the one we have believed, is not a dead God. This is the one that validates our faith, that he is risen. It gives us hope that if you kill me, I'm not going to remain there. Because he's risen, he promised that anyone who believes in him shall also rise. I know because it happened to him, it will happen to me. It will happen to you. This should be where our faith is so that we don't get ourselves brought up on this earth, on the earthly things. You don't kill people for the earthly things. They are nothing. There is a resurrection. If you believe in the resurrection, you will live for Christ. You will live for God. You will live for good things. You will not amass wealth unto yourself and not use that wealth to help and to do the work of God. He says, he is not here, for he is risen. I, as he said, come, see the place where the Lord lay. Ha. And go. The third message was that. Do what? Every believer have to go. You must be on the move. You cannot receive Christ and stay at one place. There must be a movement. A movement in your business. A movement in your marriage. A movement in whatever you do. You need to go. Tell somebody about the good news. Say, and go what? He used what? Quickly mean what? Don't waste time. Any time you realize the day you got born again and you're very happy, don't keep the message to yourself alone. Go quickly. The believers should not be slow in pronouncing the death and the resurrection of Christ. Go quickly. Sometimes we are very quick in everything apart from witnessing. If we ask everybody to go and when next week go and witness with somebody, we say, like I said, so we so hard. So this year I want you to go quickly. What are you going to tell them? Listen, go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from what? The dead. Tell the disciples that he is what? Risen from the dead. But they have lost all hope. They let everything follow Jesus thinking that Jesus' kingdom was on this earth. 
that Jesus was going to form some political party, and it didn't happen. Before he realized, he Jesus has lost election. I said, ah, Jesus, what did you tell us? Some were crying, they threw in the towel, our life is finished, we put in all our money, we put our strength. Somebody said, I've even sold my, 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 my boat. Peter said, mine, I kept it there, so don't worry. <laughs> and so quickly, tell the disciple that he's risen from the dead. And indeed, he's going before you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. He didn't only tell them, go and tell them. He said, he's going to this place. They will see him. When you preach Christ, the people who hear the message must see him. They must know and see him for themselves, not because you have said it. Not to recite just some sinner's prayer, but understand that you are a sinner and that you need to be saved. And after being saved, God should open our eyes that we may understand this resurrection. When we do that, our Christian life is going to be very strong. No wonder we lift other things high above Christ. Because those are the things we see. We don't see Christ. Once you see Christ in your spirit and your life, you will live for them. Why will the disciples allow themselves to be burned, to be killed, if Jesus didn't resurrect? Are they fools? You cannot convince somebody who has seen something. Like somebody will tell me, Mrs. Bonnie, she doesn't exist. I said, ah, I know that the woman came to church. There's no way you can convince me that this woman didn't come to church. I have seen her. And not me alone. Those sitting by her. Haven't you seen her? So if somebody come and argue with us that she didn't come to church, we don't need to even fight. We know that is the truth. That is how the resurrection is all about. They saw him, so nothing could convince them that the guy, Jesus didn't resurrect. It was based not only on his word, but on the truth that they have seen him. They heard, he has said it, they have got the evidence. That what he said is true. No wonder they had the boldness to pray in the name. Nobody pray in the name of a dead man. The first time Peter and John met a cripple who had been there for many years, they said, This Jesus, he's alive. He cannot be staying there alive and for you to remain where you are. You are not a beggar, you can't be a beggar. You need to feed other people too. Rise up from where you are and walk. The name has power. Because the man who has the name is alive. To make sure that he enforces whatever you say in his name. The man jumped, walking. At the point they were persecuting them. Imagine if they never saw him. You think some of them won't run away. They knew it. And I pray that you also know that Christ May he unveil himself, not as a human being, but may he convict you and convince you in your spirit that he is alive.
you might not have a dream to see him. We know Jesus not after the flesh again, but after the spirit. I pray that the Holy Spirit will engrave it in your spirit, in your mind, in your body, that Jesus is alive. If you have this, there's no fear of death. God, death has been crucified and killed. He's given you power over it. And I thank God. He said, quickly spread the joy of the resurrection. You have seen it. You have heard it. Their disciples are still sorrowing and crying. They are still confused and don't know what to do with their life. And Peter said to them, I am going fishing. <laughs> they said to him, uh, we are going with you also. You know, there are some people they can pull crowd. <laughs> when they are there, they say, want these people. You know, people want people to follow. So now Jesus is not there for them to follow. Peter has said, look, I'm not going for a fish. He said, if Jesus is not there, where should we go? <laughs> so I think seven of them, those who are fishermen, went with him. And while they were fishing then, Jesus appeared again. They were in their frustration. You cannot meet that man if you meet Jesus and you go back to the world, you'll be frustrated. But when the morning had now come, Jesus stood on the shore. Yet the disciple did not know that it was Jesus. Why? Because he is the resurrected Jesus. The resurrected Jesus is different from the one after the flesh. They didn't know that he was the one. They had walked with him. Most of you, when you see me from afar, you know I'm the one. But the resurrected Jesus is after the spirit. They couldn't recognize him. In their mind, they think he's dead. And look at what he told them. He asked them, they have then suffered. Then Jesus said to them, children, have you any food? And they answered him, no. And he said to them, cast the net on the right side of the boot. Stop putting it at the wrong side. Stop casting your neck on the left and the wrong side. That is why you are not having result. If you do the wrong and apply the wrong things, you will not get the right result. He said, I have resurrected. I will show you where and the right place to put your net. The master has come. You might be trying something. This one I'm trying is not working and you are frustrated. And people are doing and they are getting result. You are not getting result. The resurrected Jesus will appear. He will show you where to cast it. So they cast, and now they were not able to what? Draw it in because of the multitude of what? Fish. Therefore, that disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, one of them recognized that, hey, this miracle should be linked to the master. They have experienced that miracle before. Peter had experienced it before and invited them to join them. So that thing clicked, and he said, ah, he's the one. It is the Lord. Now, when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment. I mean, now, he was behaving like a fisherman. For he had removed it <laughs> and plunged into the sea. But the other disciple came in the little boat, for they were not far from the land, but about 200 cubits dragging the net with fish. This is the resurrected Christ. Anytime he appears, something happens. Anytime he reveals himself, 
something happened. He is still alive with us here on earth. So don't let us lose hope. Today, I pray that wherever, whatever frustration you are going through, this resurrected Christ will appear unto you. Broke into history, went back. Those who were dead, those who were held captive by Satan. The first time he went there, said, Satan, now, Adam, through Adam's sin, you had the key of death so you could kill people by heart and take people to hell. Today I have come. I'm taking the power of death, power of you taking people to hell from your hand. And those who are here, all of you, free amnesty. Satan put you under, you were put under life imprisonment. You are set free. Now, go out. Wow. Isn't it wonderful? Isn't it great? So, it broke through history. The death had also been conquered. Like I said, it destroyed and conquered death. Its resurrection have conquered death. So, there's no reason why you should be afraid of death. His resurrection has given authority to the church. The church has something to stand on. He said when he resurrected, he gave the church authority. He said, now I am alive. I was the one who is dead. I'm alive. Now I'm sending you. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. Anyone that shall believe, they shall speak with a new tongue. They shall have power over serpent. They will step on him and destroy scorpions. They cannot have power over you now. The thing that you should destroy you can't destroy you because I am alive. Because I am alive. The resurrection gives the believer the authority. Let me tell you the reason why you think you don't have authority is because you haven't used it. You can cast out any demon. I don't think there are some demons who have more power than others that cannot be cast. Unless it's your name. If it is your name and for your glory, then some demons cannot be cast. But if you use the name of Jesus, but it with faith, he said that you shall cast out demons. And truly when you cast them out, they will go. Because it is my name that you are going to use. It looks like it is me, myself, who is standing and saying, Satan, move. Power is in your hand. Authority is given unto us. It also brings meaning to the Lord's Supper. That any time we meet to take communion, it brings meaning. We are celebrating and eating with Christ. The body of Christ, understanding that that body has been resurrected. We fellowship together. Because there's a living where two or three are gathered where? In my name, I am where? So is Jesus here? If he was dead, he wouldn't be here. That is why when I stand here, I know these are the people of Christ. Jesus is in this room. Jesus is by all of them. You have brought Jesus here. I give that respect. I don't treat church anyhow. To be honest, I even respect 
the body and a group like this than even appearing for the president of any nation. But they will all be accountable to the one who is here. When you come to church, don't just treat church like any society. Know that Christ is always in our midst. If we lose sight of the resurrection of Christ, we will just treat church anyhow. It gives us confidence that anytime we meet, we may be few, we may be much, we still know the factor that makes it a church is the resurrection Christ who says he's in our midst. It's not the air conditions. It's not the gadgets. It's not the chair you sit on. It is Christ who is in our midst. That's why when we are doing anything, we want to do it well. Because we believe Christ is always in our midst. Imagine the president of this country is coming to visit us in church. How will our behavior be? If you were God and they treat man fine, and he comes, I don't treat him fine. This resurrection should put something in your heart. That anytime you come to church, you are coming to meet Christ. It's because of Jesus you are coming. You don't get offended by anybody because you didn't come to that person. You came for Christ. He is alive. I'm also ruling. Because of the resurrection, we must know that he's ruling in your life. He rules in your life. If you leave this place, and if you are in any situation, there's a ruler over your life. The one who holds and controls your life. Because he is alive. When you get into your room, you know Jesus is there. You know he's alive. If you take your a girlfriend, which is not yours, and you take him somewhere, you know Jesus is alive. And... Nobody may see you. But Jesus, he said, where two or three and you are two? <laughs> oh, prophet. Anything that you do in your office, whatever position you are given, if we understand this, it will kill corruption. But when you are manipulating things, you see Jesus standing by you, working some figures and putting it left and right and hiding it here, and Jesus looking at you, oh, my son. <laughs> this resurrection helps us to live righteous life, to live holy life, to live for the Lord. That makes the difference between you and anybody. So any place they put you, you know Christ is with you. He is watching you. He is alive with you. God bless you.